All right. Hello, uh, everyone. This is Rick or Rico from Puerto Rico. Welcome back to another episode of Visionary Living, the podcast. And uh, this is the podcast where we feature guests um, and we talk about what it's like to live your life out of a vision. So being able to see the end result of what it is that you're trying to attain or create in your life um, and actually living step-by-step step out of that vision to create that. So um, here I have a very uh, awesome friend of mine, Andrew Kahn. So if you'd like to just please introduce yourself a little bit for everybody. Super, Rico. Thank you so much. Um, my name is Andrew Kahn and um, I just turned 68 years young and um, I've been friends with Rico for a couple of years. We met at the, the Transformational Seminar years back. And um, who I am is a man who's been around for 68 years, and I've been in the transformational work for some time, and um, many, many years. And what I'm up to now is I created a company called Seize the Moment. It's um, called Create, Contribute, Complete, and it's a time management consulting business. And... Um, Awesome. So today we're going to talk a little bit about time management and what it's like to live um, moment to moment or, um, you know, very conscious of the brevity of time. Um, so, yeah. So just uh, give us a moment as we start our podcast. And we're back um, to our episode, Visionary Living. So, um, so thank you for joining me today, Andrew. Um, it's been a pleasure anticipating your arrival, and I'm excited now to create some value for our viewers, our listeners. Um, so my goal in this episode is really just to make sure that everything that we talk about uh, comes back to visionary living and what it means to live your life out of your vision for what you want to create, um, as well as the topic of the day, which is living in the moment. So Andrew Kahn, if you could just get us started, what, what makes you passionate about seize the moment? What makes you passionate about living in the moment, moment to moment, being present, uh, time management? Why is that important to you? Well, many, many years ago, um, my, my father had a very successful business and I grew up in New York City and um, I used to observe his actions. I used to observe what made him be a successful business person. And my father used to um, have a to-do list. He used to take out a yellow pad every day and, and create his day, what he needed to accomplish every day. And he used to write down 20, 30 things. And after, after each um, item, he'd cross it out 
with a pencil. Mm-hmm. And he did this for, for many, 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 many years. And I observed um, business people as I got older, and I didn't see anyone, anyone doing this. And it kept my father focused. And what I noticed as I was getting older, that you know, my passion would create a structure of fulfillment for businesses and individuals that they can, they can have a, a non-stressful day. They can they can do what they say they're going to do, keep their integrity, and have a life that they love. So, what what did you found was the what did you find that was the power in having that notes or those notes that list almost? It sounds like a list, right? Yeah, he, task he, list. He, he created a list. What I what I noticed as as I got older was um, years ago they used to they used to have someone come in in a businesses and they used to call them efficiency experts okay to, to see what's missing in in people's businesses or see how they can become more effective so what i what i observed is that these lists created freedom for my father freedom how so it, it, it created freedom for him that every morning he would create this list and he would go. He would. He would go through them. So it's almost like you don't even have to think about. It. Like yeah. you spend a moment to think about what it is that you're going to do, all the tasks that you have to do, and then there's almost like a brainlessness to actually executing the yeah. list, right? It, it was. It, it, I saw he was incredibly focused with freedom. He didn't have to think about what's next. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it became just a a natural, normal process for him that he became incredibly effective. And what I noticed was. Being in the being in the moment, being being in the moment. Here's here's the list. Mm-hmm. Write it down mm-hmm. and just just execute it. And mm-hmm. and I was intrigued by that as 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 a young man and growing up, you know. And and what I try to do is bring that to to businesses and individuals that they're at peace mm-hmm. every day. They just have to go out and and execute. And it's okay if you don't finish something. You can always do it the next day. But I find that most businesses, most people who are effective have a plan and they work their plan. So, you know, what's interesting, though, is, you know, what you're speaking into about having a plan, uh, creating a list, task list, staying organized. I think that that has a lot to do with visionary living in the sense of having a vision. You know, uh, what I hear in my interpretation of what you're saying is that that list of things to do, that goal-oriented mindset, I mean, that's like visualizing your future, visualizing the end result that you want to accomplish, and then breaking them down into milestones to then accomplish. Yeah, it's exactly, it's like, it's like a golfer, like, like golfers, successful golfers, you know, some of them have a technique, they close their eyes and mm-hmm. they, they vision their shot. And that's, it's the same, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you, you, you close your eyes and you see what you want to accomplish today. You know, what's interesting about that too is um, there was this, I mean, you're catching me off guard, so I don't have the actual scientific experiment name or where you can find it. I'd have to do more research and maybe I can add it into the comments below. But there was a scientific experiment that I, I read about or heard about a, a few years back. And what they, t- what they did was they took a few different groups, right? So they have, you know, um, your control group and then they have the, the hypotheses group and, and then they test against it. So they had these groups of people and what they did was they showed them how to play something on the piano, like a short riff, how to play something on the piano. And they had, you know, one group that already played piano. They had another group that never played piano before. Um, and, and 
they had one group where they didn't actually teach them how to play it on the piano. They just showed them a video right. of how to play it on the piano. And so um, then I, I don't remember how the experiment was conducted. They, I think that they like had an extended period of time where people were away from the piano so as to refresh the brain chemistry. Um, and then they brought them back. And what they found is that the, the, the group of people that only visualized it and the group of people that actually played it and practiced it had the same around the same success rate, percent success mm, rate. Right. So like, let's say 80% of this group and 80% of this group were successful at executing the experiment. And so what they inferred from that was that the group of people that were able to simply visualize um, the task that they were uh, given, right? They, uh, they still had the same success rate as the people who actually tackled the task physically. So what that shows is like you were saying, like there's an ability for our brain to almost anticipate or um, like it doesn't know the difference between the actual action and the thought process or the in, like envisioning of it. Does that yeah, land for it, you? It, it's, it's like being in the zone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you heard the term being in the zone. Yeah. Like athletes are being in the zone and it's like, you know, it's like being in the zone, not even have to, not even have to worry about, think about it, just be in the moment, mm -hmm. seize the moment, create it and complete it. It's like, it's like that. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like being in the zone all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like people think you can't be in the zone, you know? Yeah. And, and the zone, why we're not in the zone? Because it's, it's thoughts we have from the past uh -huh. instead of being in the moment. So the more we can be in the moment in, in, in business in life and, 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 anything it's it's freedom and peace and you kind of spoke it to the past a little bit and i just kind of want to talk about you know uh, past present and future you know being in the moment that like now that you know in the past a lot of people when they get stuck in the past it's a lot of re memory regret is usually the um the thing that they're holding on to or maybe like loss holding on to something that you don't want to let go of and so when we get stuck in the past it can a lot of times lead to depression and when we focus too much on the future where you know it's great to be goal oriented and to have a vision and a focus for what you're up to moving forward but if we get lost in the future in terms of worry then that usually a lot of times causes anxiety um, so if we get stuck in the past, it's a lot about a, a depression and in the future, it's a lot about anxiety. So to really stay in the moment of like what's happening right here in front of us in this moment to moment and the kind of power that we can have from that space, you know, do you have a story of maybe that you can kind of talk about when you felt like you were in the moment, um, in the very present moment, you, were, you weren't lost in the past, you weren't lost in the future, and it really, or maybe you were on your way somewhere and something happened that took you off course and you had to really get present to the moment in order to overcome that obstacle. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of them, Rico, um, that, you know, what keeps us away from being in the moment is like something's wrong from the past. Uh -huh. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you right now and it's like, I have no clue what I'm going to say. It just, I'm in the moment when you just, just communicating. And you know, that's, that's being in the present. And then I can be quiet for a second and, and like think now what I'm going to say next. And that takes me out of the, that takes me out of the, out of the moment. Mm -hmm. So, but what, 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 getting back to your, getting, getting back to your question for, for me, that being in the zone and the moment is, I, I used to be a, a great bowler. And when I was younger, I bowled a 300 game. I, I bowled the perfect game. Oh, wow. And um, 
after that, every time I went bowling, it was downhill. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, of course, it was, it's a perfect I, I, I'm, game. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it was downhill. I'm, you know, am I going to get bowled perfect? I'm always thinking, always thinking about what I do wrong. What do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Uh-huh. You know, and um, once you give once you give that up, like it's like there's nothing wrong here. Mm-hmm. I might never bowl a 300 game again, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's many times when I was when I was younger that my parents put me in a particular place mm-hmm. or they took me somewhere I totally didn't want to be mm-hmm. and we're we're physically there you know we have a tendency all of we you know I'm here uh-huh. but physically I'm here but mentally, me- mentally right. I don't want to be there I checked out you know um, um, get me out of here yeah you, you know, know it's funny that's actually uh, an awesome statement to kind of bring me to so what you brought my mind to is I actually remember the moment that I surrendered to being in the state of presence, no matter where I was. I remember that I was, you know, um, as my mom took me somewhere I didn't want to be. And I remember she explained, like, you're going to be here no matter what. So do you want to spend the next two hours and be here miserable? Or do you want to be here and be happy? Well, that was great that she told you that. Yeah. My parents said, put me there. They didn't, they just, <laughs> you got to be here for this long. You know, <laughs> you know if, my, yeah. if my dad took me to a, a Yankee game or a ball game, I was present. You know, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know they, they took me to my aunt's house to play with my cousin for a couple. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But you know, like even like, so let's say we get stuck in traffic. Like we're, you know, I'm on my way home and all of a sudden there's an accident on the highway and boom, I'm I'm just an extra 30 minutes of traffic that I didn't anticipate. I'm going to be late to wherever I'm going. And I'm feeling now anxious in the car and I'm like sitting up and down, up and down. And if I could, I'd be out with a hammer breaking people's cars because I'm so anxious about where I need to be. Right. As opposed to what being in the moment in that like okay got it stuck in traffic okay now how can i create value in this moment all right well you, you have a choice to be miserable right or you can say to yourself wow I'm, I'm here by myself i could put on the radio i can listen to great tunes i can i can i can do positive things yeah you know and it's like why do we beat ourselves up it's it's so stupid i'm in a, i'm in a, i'm in a, an accident i'm going to sit here for a half an hour and i can say Oh, it is. I can sit there and close my eyes and meditate for 10 minutes, you know? Yeah, right. Unless they honk the horn and say, get rolling. But, you know, that's 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 the way most of our minds have been brought up, oh. that there's always something wrong, you know? Yes. And what's wrong? Nothing. You can't change the thoughts that go through your, your head. Mm-hmm. You just have to allow them to be, you know? And it's like, if you don't allow them to be, you're not, you're not present. Uh-huh. So, so you're saying that you, all right, so you can't control your thoughts. That's an interesting comment, you know? So like, uh, where were you going to go, go with that? Yeah. So it's, 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 it's like, for instance, if you had a child who's first learning to drive a car, you're taking them out for driving lessons. Right. And they, they haven't driven a car before, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and you're they're driving and all of a sudden they come to a stop sign and they can't find the brake. They they can't they they can't find the pedal on the brake. Uh-huh. What's going to happen? Two things are going to happen. She's going to go through the, the stop sign, or she's going to find the brake. Uh huh. Okay. So, and that particular time, was she in the moment, or she was looking for the brake? You know what I'm saying? It it wasn't it wasn't a natural reaction. thing being in the moment. It wasn't a natural reaction. Right. So as you practice, as you practice, if you practice driving, you practice 
all this stuff. You you become something that's not in the moment. It's uh -huh. just a thought in the future. It's a reaction. So every time, probably the next stop sign that she went to, uh -huh. she said, oh, I'm going to find a break before. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to find no, a better one. You know, it's interesting. It's almost like, you know, human beings, we have that natural tendency to, um, uh, it's, it's a quicker learning. It's brain, brain plasticity. You know, uh, for it, our brains communicate with our bodies, what, chemically, biochemically, electrically, um, and with, you know, with the neurons, with the, and what usually happens is with the biochemically, that's the first reaction. And so that's a lot to do with our short-term memory. And so when we have the, the chemicals in place, it's easier and faster for like our neurons to fire through those synapses, you know? Yeah. And then as we continue to practice those same patterns, then the electrical wiring will actually sear a new, new pathway in our brain. So we're physically now malting our brain. Right. So um, they've actually found that taxi drivers and, and um, people who have to have spatial awareness, mapping spatial awareness, like when they die, they look at their brain and they found that the, the area of the brain that controls spatial awareness is actually more developed in those people. So we can physically change our brains based on all the habits that we do on a daily or on a regular. So what are the habits that you practice on the daily, on the regular? So what, what, I, do, what I do daily is I meditate three times a day. Um, and you had a special meditation, right? You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I, I've been studying. Um, it's called a, a, a Saya Monk's a Bright Path. And um, it's an ascension that keeps me in the moment, moment by moment by moment. And there's a, there's a technique that I use. I meditate three times a day. Mm -hmm. And but besides that, there is a... Um, a meditation that I do um, every day is called the, the pink light technique and hmm. it's universal. You can, you can get it on, on YouTube and it actually creates um, forgiveness and it's a healing, it's a healing um, uh, meditation. It's only like five minutes a day mm -hmm. that um, a pink light comes over you and you forgive the people that it's in the way of you having freedom and peace or mm -hmm. there's someone out there that you have a problem with that you want to clear up. And it's a technique that's been around for thousands of years and um, it works and it keeps me um, freed up. And um, I, I do that once a day besides meditating three times a day. You must have and, a lot of people to forgive. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it, it disappears. I don't have that many anymore. <laughs> I, 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 I used to have, I had a project one time that says it was called, um, bring them back alive like i killed off all these people throughout my lifetime yeah and over a three-month period um with a lot of pink light with three months three, <laughs> three month period i actually communicated to a hundred people and I, and i shared you know what was missing and i apologized to them for for killing them off or making them wrong or whatever you want to call it yeah. and what was so cool about that it was one of the most powerful three months of my life mm -hmm. and what was was great about it is that people called me to apologize to me that i haven't heard through for years oh that's uh, that's amazing right yeah, there it's yeah. almost like the, there go therein lies the paradox i was talking to someone about this paradox the other day of like what you know when people say oh um don't say something like that because you're gonna make it happen you're gonna manifest it and then other people have a perspective of like oh well it was just a coincidence like life threw it at me and whether i wanted it or not it was coming 
you know, the inevitable. And so there's this idea of this paradox that exists or coexists rather. And the paradox is, do we generate or do we coincidentally receive all that happens in the universe to us in our lives? And I really want to firmly kind of press into what a paradox is, first of all. So we think, what are your, what are your thoughts? What is a paradox? I really don't know the exact definition of, of paradox, uh-huh. but, but you know, it's like, I don't think we, I don't think we have any control over any of this. Uh-huh. You know, it, it's, you know, life is thrown at us, but you know, it's like, you've heard the word, you know, I'm accountable for everything in my life right. and I'm responsible for everything in my life. Right. And um, whatever comes, you know, it's like, I'm accountable for this. You're accountable for that. But everything in my, in my life, I'm accountable, whatever occurred for me. Uh-huh. So, you know, I don't know if it's a, you know, it's like, I, I think there's so many labels and scientific terminology. And it's like, for me, I just want to be here now, be with you and, um, and, and, and make, and make a difference. And what the hell happens next? Well, I, you know what? I don't, this, this I don't conversation know, might I have, make the difference. I have, people. I have no clue. You know, it's so like, you know, I, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I pulled up paradox. Let's see what it says. A seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may <laughs> prove to be well-founded or true. So it's an absurd statement that's contradictory that right. when you investigate it, it can be true. Only if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what's interesting is when I talk about paradoxes with people and I kind of go into this distinction of like what came first, the chicken or the egg? That's a great, simple paradox that I think a lot of people already know. It's fresh on people's minds. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Now, why is that a paradox? Do you understand why it's a paradox? I'm really, I, I really wouldn't have the answer to that. All right. So the reason why it's a paradox is because in order for the chicken to in order for the the egg to exist there had to have been a chicken to lay the egg right so it's before and after conversation right exactly so what what was the first what was first the egg that created the chicken that then laid more eggs or the chicken that laid the egg that then made more chickens to lay more eggs but the here's here's the paradox the paradox is without a chicken to lay the egg then you wouldn't have had more chickens but without the egg to hatch the chicken then you wouldn't have had more chickens so in both situations, both are true. Okay. So which one came first? They both need to have happened almost simultaneously. I, Does I, that kind I, of make sense? I got no problem with that. If that, <laughs> that works for you, it's okay with me. So, so, so it's like, you, okay. know, you know, who created, who created, created. Yeah, huh? exactly. Right, exactly. The story of creation is also in that paradox right. of how did that occur, right? right? But so what I'm trying to get at with this idea of a paradox is in life, what occurs first? Our intention to manifest the result or that it was already on its way to us and it was almost like a opportunity that then we leveraged. I would say it was already on a way to us. Okay. I don't think we have control over it, and I don't think we see it till after it happens. Okay. If, if you understand what I'm what, what I'm saying is, is I do. Is that you know to get from point A to point B, we have to take some action, right? Right. Huh? But so here's the interesting thing, though, right. is to like here's the counter thought on what you are 
are stating as a truth, right? right? So you're saying the universe I don't know had it on. I don't know if it's a truth, but I heard that before. Right, right. So um, you heard that before, got it. So, right. but yeah, but then the, the counterpart of that is because I thought of it, because I, I, like it came to me in a vision, then I attracted it to me. So it wasn't already on its way serendipitously. It's because I thought it or spoke it into existence that it then came into my space. Yeah, well, well, every action, you, you know, you heard this, every action has a reaction. Right. And um, I guess that, that, you know, if you believe that, that's, that's great. But it's like, you know, I'm talking now. I have no, I have, I'm not thinking. I have no clue what's coming out of my mouth. Right. Zero, zero, zero amount. So where did that come from? Exactly. Huh? So, yeah, no, that's a great example. Right. So when it comes to talking, when we formulate ideas and we communicate those ideas, is it that it's coming to us? Are the ideas coming to us? And then we're just saying, hey, these are the ideas that yeah. came to me. Or are we creating the ideas from ourselves and then expressing see, it? See, I think we're creating when we're not speaking. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Elaborate. It's like, you know, your internal dialogue, you can sit there and think and let's say, I'm going to be quiet for a minute. I'm going to say, what am I going to say next to, to Rico? <laughs> And now I can, and then I had that thought, but it, it, I'm expressing that, but I can say anything. It didn't, it didn't, I think the thoughts come internally and, and it's like every internal thought, if we just sit there with it, it's thoughts and it's thoughts and it's mm -hmm, thoughts, mm -hmm. but what determines us taking action? Oh, that's a good question. You what know, do you think? That, that's the action. You know, it's like, I'm I'm I I'm I'm going like this. I'm moving my hand. I'm, moving my hand. I'm not I'm not thinking about why I'm moving my hand. It's just an action I'm taking. Right. Where does that, where does that action come from? The action comes from universe spirituality. I have no clue. Uh -huh. huh? <laughs> you, you know, it's like when you when you when you up you playing baseball. Uh -huh. Okay, you have a bat. The pitcher throws the ball at you, and it, you have like like. Um, two seconds to, to align and hit the ball. Uh -huh. But you don't Reaction. say you don't say that to yourself. You know, you practice why are some athletes you know incredible athlete versus somebody else? Why if someone's hit three twenty and another guy hit three ten? Mm -hmm. You know, who knows? But but I I I I feel your internal dialogue and your thoughts just happen. Yeah, they just happen you spontaneously. Know, you, you know, it's like I know, I know, like I can plan my day. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can, you know, I can do my to do list and plan my day, and by the end of the day, that stuff may never occur. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's like a reaction to life. Yeah, yeah, and you know, just to bring us back to moment to moment, because you know, I, I hear you bringing a lot of. Uh, you keep bringing it back to athletes, you know, and yeah. I, athletes, I think, usually live I, in the moment. It's an, it's an example to. of being in the zone. Yeah, but um, you know. You know why? You know there's no there's no right or wrong in any of this mm -hmm. conversation. It's just thoughts that we have, and being in the moment just gives us the the freedom. It's it's a, it's a freedom of peace and joy mm -hmm. and love, and there's nothing wrong. And I think at the end of the day, that's all. That's what we all want. And and there's so much internal dialogue, and it keeps away from from having love, compassion, gratitude, mm -hmm. and all that stuff that, that we were born with. You know, when we were, when we were infants and children in, a, in our mother's womb, it was peaceful. Mm -hmm. We didn't know from this chaos, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it's been, for me, you know, just meditating three times a day 
it's been a, a huge um, love and compassion for myself and the people in my life. And it's been peaceful. That's awesome. And you know, I, I want to speak into, cause you keep saying internal dialogue yeah. and uh, that's the thoughts that go through your head all the time. Yeah. You know, and but, it's like, you have to make your internal dialogue your friend. Yeah. If you make it your enemy, you're, you're having a rough day. Well, what's interesting though, is when you say dialogue, right? right. You, we know what a monologue is, right? What's a monologue? Well, it's, it's it, monologue when you, it's, it's, it's one, one okay? person. Yeah. But it, it it's a conversation be, between one person, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, it's a conversation with your mind and, and you're listening. So then when we say dialogue, right, we're inferring or implying that there's two in conversation, two, um, I guess, sources of dialogue, right, of a log. <laughs> um, yeah, which is, which is another stupid statement. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, we have thoughts. Okay. Well, you know, what's interesting is in my workshop, one of the things that I talk about is transforming your in your internal chatter. Well, like chatter, I call it dialogue. Into dialogue. Okay. So I talk about transforming chatter into dialogue. And so what I talk about is how there's two primary thought systems that we operate out of regularly. And those two thought systems, for lack of better words, is love and fear. Um, you know, you can, they're contradicting, they're diametrically opposed thought systems, and they produce opposite feelings also. And what happens, what I see a lot is that maybe we've collapsed both thought systems or both voices that we hear in our heads, and we've collapsed them together. So we think it's one voice talking, but now we're running in circles between should I, should I not, should I, should I not, should I, should I not. Right. And so when we actually get clear that there's two distinct thought systems that are operating, right, then we can actually dialogue. Until that moment where we've uncollapsed them and made them distinct, we're actually in a, in a state of chatter. And chatter is almost like being at war. And that war with each other causes that chaos, causes that difficulty to concentrate or focus, um, the inability to produce results. Right, so the, no. the internal dialogue, but once we get used to the fact that there's two, there's ego, or, or fear, and then there's love or higher self, right? Yeah, we have a, we have a choice, you know, you have, you have a choice moment by moment to, to be unhappy or happy. Exactly. And in that moment, which voice are we listening to? Because what's, what's interesting is, you know, one theory that supports this conversation is that in each thought system, they actually produce certain feelings as well. And that the voice of love or the higher self produces feelings of positive positivity only all the time. And that the thought system of ego or fear produces uh, negative feelings only all the time. Yeah, that, you know that, that's you know that could be like a negative conversation you're having with you, with yourself. Mm -hmm. But but what's the the thing? What 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 I when I meditate and, and what I do is that at that particular moment by moment by moment, it's okay if you're sad. It's okay if you're angry. It's okay if you're happy. It's okay if you're joyful. But it's that thought that keeps running through that it's okay. It doesn't matter what the thought is. Mm -hmm. And we have a tendency to judge and evaluate the thoughts that run through us. And that keeps us from being present and it keeps us from our, our true love and happiness. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's interesting to piggyback off that. I'd almost say that the only thought system that judges would be ego and that love doesn't even judge. And so in that moment when it's like, we're trying to say, okay, well, let me not judge who is me. Yeah, Which well, thought system are you filtering me through? 
Well, that's a, we can have another conversation some other time. Yeah, all right. All right. Why not now? On that one, you know, but we're all, we're all one. We're all part of the universe. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, God put us on the planet to, to share and be with each other and love and have compassion. And just thoughts, people's thoughts keep that from happening. Well, yeah, I think it's the it's the thought system of ego that we've pledged allegiance to. Well, I don't know to. if it's ego. You, know, you, <laughs> yeah. you have different you have different titles than, than yeah, I do. yeah. But that, it's that's, just but the general conversation. It's, it's, of it. it's the same thing. It, it's like, you know, I'm waking up this morning and um, what what thoughts am I what what's what am I going to do this morning? Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know you invited me to be here, so I woke up at five five thirty and I got here. And you took me out of my daily routine of when I walk at six thirty every morning. I took you out I, of it. Say, but who's responsible? <laughs> say, you, 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 that's a thought, right? See, that was a thought, and you did it to me, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I had a total choice to, to be here. Uh-huh, I could have uh-huh. said no, I can't do it. Ah, you okay. reached out to me. You, you right. kept texting me. Call me. Right, right. <laughs> I want to be on your podcast. Right. So Here we are. So it's just, it's just these thoughts. Are they good? They're bad. Uh-huh. You know, it's like. All we got, all we got, is being in the moment, loving yeah. people, have compassion. It doesn't have and, to be good or bad. It can just be no, thoughts. And then, what know, are we doing with those you thoughts? Know, there, there are people in, in my life I haven't, I haven't talked to. I've done crappy things. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not. You know, we're not perfect. But being in the being in the moment now gives me a choice not to be like that. Hey, I like that. You know, it gives me the opportunity to choose a different action now. Yeah, I, I can't you know? fix it. I can't fix it. Mm-hmm. I can just be with it. And, um, and you know, you know, to go back though, to the conversation that I was just bringing up with the two thought systems, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that is an actually powerful pa- practice to being present and being in the moment is uh, as soon as so as I was explaining a little bit earlier, the, the two thought systems that and this is just a theory, right? But just to talk about this theory a little bit and flesh it out a little bit. Um, the theory talks into how if we're in the egoic thought system, we've got those negative feelings and that we can only ever feel negative feelings in that thought system, and that in the thought system of love, we've got these positive feelings, and that we can only ever feel positive in that thought system, and that we can't be in both at the same time. So we can't feel love and hate yeah, yeah, you, at the same time. You can't be time. in two thoughts at the same time. Right. It's impossible. So with that said then, in any moment that you feel that your peace is disrupted. Yeah, you, yes. And the, the, and Right. It's I, about checking in. Yeah. So what what, what it is when, when when I this meditation that I that I'm involved in mm-hmm. is that we have we have certain techniques mm-hmm. that bring you back to the moment when when you're when you're wandering. Got it. When your thoughts are wandering. Yeah. And it takes you. It takes you back to being here, Present here now. And like, choosing. Yeah. I'm. You know. I'm. We're we're here in the room. And I'm seeing you on the monitor, yeah. And I'm being totally present with you on the monitor. I'm not looking at you here because it'll take me away. <laughs> <laughs> but when I go away, I can come back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, so being present. I mean, I, I talk a lot about it at any moment. In fact, for all of the the listeners today that are listening to this episode, I want you to notice today, the next moment that you are brought into a state of chaos, frustration anything that you would consider a negative emotion. So today, the next time that you find yourself feeling a negative emotion, having a negative experience, 
in that moment, I want you to pause and take a deep breath. And I want you to check in with the two like voices almost, or the two thought systems that you have in your head. And I want you to get clear on what each thought system is saying, because one is going to be um, kind of defend defensive, right? And, and how, in, in attack mode. And then the other one's going to be just based out of love and peace. Yeah, one, one can take you out and one can bring you in. Exactly. And I want you to notice in that moment, the next moment that you're, not, that you're feeling uneasy or negative for whatever reason, notice which thought system that you're in and notice what the other thought system or at least the thought system of love has to say to do, to think, to feel in that moment moving forward. And, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, so with that said, um, did you, did we go through your visionary living, um, story? Did you tell your story about how you lived out of your vision and overcame any circumstances? No, I'll share that. Yeah, go ahead. please. So, so, um, I shared a little bit before many, many years ago, I, um, my, my, I, I shared with my, my, my father had a successful business and, um, he used to write things down and, um, he had this, the two, to-do list excuse me right and um for 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 me it was um a tool that i thought made a difference in in the world Mm -hmm. and it was it was something that i observed for for many many years and my my vision um was to bring to bring um that into the world as i got as as i got older so like a a tool for organizing time yeah it was it was like for me I haven't used an alarm clock in, in close to 40 years and I've never missed an appointment. Hey, uh-huh. there you go. You know, I'm up early and um, I, you know, I do certain things every day to, you know, to have a life that I love. But my, my, my vision was um, as, as I got older, I did a lot of different things. I did some transformation work. I worked for, for a company called Aston, New York and a landmark and, and a whole bunch of other mm-hmm. transformational work that, you know, that kept me in the present mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um i always felt that um my vision was to bring this to individuals and, and to businesses so a bunch of years ago i created a company called seize the moment and um, it's a time management company and it's called create contribute to complete so that was a vision i had many years ago and i didn't i didn't know it for up until a couple of years ago it's like i wanted to I wanted people to go to work and and be peaceful and be in the zone. And mm-hmm. what I do with our company is we create structures of fulfillment and we create great ideas, you know, great ideas that how the company can strive creating the great ideas that they want to create for their company. So it sounds like you have a passion and I just, I'm curious as to like, why do you think this is important for the world? How do you think this, this idea could change the world? Um, I don't know, uh, Rico. If it's 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 out to change the world, you know. Well, if you're passionate so much, about it, you want yeah, to share it with the yeah, world, yeah, you right? You know, there, there's so there's so much um, chaos and non-agreement out there. You know, if I if I can make a difference to you know a bunch of businesses and individuals, life will be a lot easier, simple. People can go home at the end of the day and be with their families and love each other. And um, and I don't want you to minimize how that changes the world, though. Yeah, no, it, it's, it, it's, for instance, I want you to see, no, though, no, how no, that changes no, no, the world. I, I, I <laughs> Let's go out and create, you know, a huge amount of finances. And we'll take seize the seize of the moment and make it a, a global company that will 
give people peace and love at the end of the day. So your goal then is to help create time management. And with that organization yeah, of time, people, people have more what? People can spend more time with their families. You know, you can work smart. You don't have to work a lot. And you know yeah. why I think that's so important is because in this day and age, I feel like we all feel like our time is fleeting. Yeah. And, 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 so, and, and this, is, this is what I, I, I emphasize too, that time is your friend. Time is your friend. Hmm. Time, is not, time is on your side. And all we want to do is we make, I don't have enough time for this. I don't have enough time to do this. It's yeah, it's too, almost, I have too much time. And it's such a contradictory statement that if you work smart and you're organized and focused, instead of working you know, uh, a 10-hour day, you can work a five-hour day and spend the rest of your five hours enjoying something you'd like to do. Yeah, so that's, huh? that's, that's powerful stuff that you're talking about. It's, it's almost like reversing the idea that we have or the relationship that we have with time. Yeah. You know, I, I find that a lot of people, like you said, it's a scarcity conversation with time. It's almost like time is limited. It's our most valuable resources and our most limited resource. So let's not give it up. Yeah. You know? But like what you're speaking into is actually reversing that relationship and saying that time is on my side. How do I leverage it in my favor? Yeah, that's all we have is time. We're put on this planet a certain amount of time and you might as well you know, make the most of it. It's like... Um, especially nowadays with so much technology and mm -hmm. so forth, people don't talk to each other anymore. Mm -hmm. They, they're, you know, they're into, you go into a restaurant and no family's talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, one of my workshops I, I do for, for a, um, one of the police departments in, in, in Broward County. And the first thing I do is when I go into a meeting, I put a basket and they have to put their electronics, their phones in, in the basket mm -hmm. for, for an hour and 10 minutes. And at the beginning, they freak out. Oh, yeah. Huh? Everyone they does. freak out. We're and addicted it, to our phones. Yeah. It, it's, it's like we don't talk to each other. But if you can create a structure of fulfillment that you can work six hours a day instead of 10 and go home and be with your family or you have time to go to the gym, you have time to go fishing, you have time to... Yeah, how do we to, maximize our time? Yeah. And, you know, there are only 100, there's 168 hours a week. That's all you got. You mm -hmm. can't have anymore. Yeah, we have the same amount huh? of time as any other yeah, person in the world. You, you can't have anymore. So. Every every human being has the same amount of time in any given day. Now, how they utilize it and how they maximize it is what makes us different, yeah. unique, distinct. It's almost like, like how does the billionaire make a billion dollars using the same amount of time that you have in a given day? If you're not a billionaire, maybe that's not your dream. Maybe your dream is more traveling. And why haven't you traveled if you, if it is your dream and you haven't yet? Yeah. You know, and it's, and, you know, it's like, you know, you know, you don't know what's, what's going to happen tomorrow. Look at the explosion we had here in plantation. Right yeah. now. You know, that was mind blowing. I belonged, I belonged to that gym. Wow. And um, it's, it's scary, you know? Yeah. So make the most of your time. Time is your friend. And most people, I'm late to work. I, oh, shit, I don't have much more. I got too much yeah. time. It's terrible. So, you know, that's why we, that, that's one of the things we, we create with our clients is making time your friend. You only have 168 hours uh, in a week. And most people, if I ask them, like, how many hours in a week? 90% of the people don't even know that without looking on their yeah, phone. Yeah, of course. You got to calculate that. I don't think uh, about uh, that on every day. On, that's on for sure. Yeah. So, how are we going to make the, the, the most? What are we going to benefit at the time we have? Right. You know, and, and it's like we could be miserable and crappy. Right. Why don't we, why don't we choose to be present? I like and that. And pleasant. 
And, uh, and with that said, hopefully our, our viewers or our, our audience members have created some great value from our conversation. We're coming towards the end of our um, episode and our time together. Um, so I just wanted to give this opportunity for you to shout out anything that you're up to, um, either as an entrepreneur, as a human being in the world, like if there's anything that you want to plug or that you think that our listeners should know about or, or you know, for you, then go ahead and take this opportunity yeah. now. Well, thanks. I think, you know, for me, um, as I said before, the name of my company is Seize the Moment, Create, Complete, uh, Contribute, Complete. And it's a time management consultant company. And as I said, we create structures of fulfillment for individuals and businesses to really get that time is on your side, create great ideas, do the, do the things you love, and make a difference for other people. And, 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 and that's what I, you know, I want to share with you. And it's only one, uh, one way of contacting me, two ways of contacting me. Um, my phone number is 954-552-9530. And my, um, my email is flkid49 at gmail. So um, that's what I do for a living. Awesome. And, and be um, careful because once we hit 100,000 views, you might get a lot of phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> phoning is fun <laughs> i'll create the time for that <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Right. and awesome. um and you know that's what i do for 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 a uh, for a career mm -hmm. and um i love it and, and then it's all about having fun and, and creating 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 and um time is time is all we have we might as well make the best of it awesome and one other thing that that i'm involved in it's called um bright path um ascension and it's a meditation technique that i've been involved in and it keeps me in the moment moment by moment and um it's a wonderful it's a wonderful um a wonderful practice it's from the uh say uh, monks that have been around for thousands of years and um it keeps me at peace and love awesome and maybe we could put a link for that um in our Facebook for people. Yeah, so there, there's, a there's a technique that we talked about. It's called um, the, um, the uh, pink. The pink light. The pink light technique. Right. And it's a wonderful um, technique that, that Rico's going to put up and you guys can uh, practice it. Yeah, I can't wait to try it myself. Yeah. You know, it definitely looks very interesting. Um, so thank you, Andrew. I appreciate you um, big oh. time for being, you know, a participant oh. on, the, on the podcast. It was, whatnot, it was, so. it was your, a gift to you and, and a gift for me to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, just to plug a little bit of what I'm up to. So uh, this past weekend, we had an intro for my, my workshop called Successful Awareness. Um, and I want to thank everyone who came out that day um, to create value. I definitely created a lot of value with you guys. And it's always fun to have these kind of conversations and see how we can land leadership distinctions and perspectives in um, these types of conversations that could change the world and change the planet based on shifting people, ideologies, and so, so forth. Um, and then the actual workshop that's coming next is in a couple of weeks, three weeks, July 20th. Um, you know, and, uh, and I hold them every month. So that this episode pod, you know, this podcast episode is evergreen, you know, so if you're interested, just kind of look at um, successful awareness and see when the next date is for you. Um, and so, yeah, so that's my, uh, my episodes, uh, I mean, my, uh, my workshop that I've got coming up. The next thing I wanted to plug is my ringtone as a laugh. So if it's on the iTunes store right now, coming to Android soon, 
Um, but if you go on your iTunes store and you type in Rico's laugh, you can actually download my laugh as a ringtone. You can use it as, as an alarm to wake up. Um, I get a lot of Ricky Ricardo, Desi Arnaz. So it's, it's pretty funny. I love it. Um, and then last, I wanted to talk about Visionary Living, which is the podcast that you're listening to right now. And, uh, you know, uh, my goal is to have people come on and talk about moments in their life where they used a vision for what they wanted to create um, for the results that they wanted in their lives. And they use that vision almost like a lighthouse so that through the storm and, and through the tumultuous uh, seas that is life, we still found our way to the end result that we wanted to create for ourselves um, using a little... Uh, tool called vision and manifestation. So um, other than that, um, I want to thank all of my viewers um, and all of my audience members for listening and participating with me. My podcast would have absolutely no value if you guys didn't listen and if you guys didn't create value from our conversation. So thank you, uh, all of you guys. And I want to say thank you also. Um, this podcast is dedicated to Brenda Rivera, who is my mom, passed away when I was 13. Um, and every episode, I just want to plug that and dedicate that in her name. So to love, learning, and to life, um, I appreciate you guys again and have a wonderful, uh, wonderful day today, guys.